Good to see you. If I haven't met you, my name is Russ. I'm part of the leadership team here, and I get to share this morning. Those of you who are close enough can see my white shoes. Yes. Johan preached last week, and he had white shoes. And uh, so we're a throwback to the 1970s where white shoes determined the anointing. <laughs> and so uh, I want you to know that I wore dark pants so my white shoes looked even whiter. <laughs> I don't know if that'll help. <laughs> Did Johan do a great job last week or what? He's a wonderful communicator, was absolutely awesome. He's in New Zealand this week uh, for his dad's birthday, I think. His mom's birthday, sorry. Somebody's birthday. But uh, otherwise, we'd give him a big round of applause, but he won't be, he's not here to hear it. So, <laughs> Last uh, year, as we started, because this church only began the second week of February last year, was our first public meeting. There were some people meeting before that. But in the process, God spoke to us from Ezekiel 37. We've mentioned a number of times about God bringing life to dry bones. And there were churches around the world praying for us. We're part of a team that ministers into churches in 105 nations. And so many of those churches were praying for us as we got started. And three of them from different nations had the same prophetic word about God bringing life to dry bones, which uh, he has done for some of us. Uh, but... Just the other week, uh, a couple weeks ago, I don't normally do this. I don't actually say, okay, now it's a new year. I need to hear something new from God because I don't think the, uh, the dates are that big a deal for him. Uh, you know, we, we worship the resurrected king every week, not just on Easter. And so Easter's not that big a deal because we're already living in the power of his resurrection. Uh, for unsafe people, it might be a big deal. And that's why we don't ignore it. But uh, a couple weeks ago, I felt God say that added to and built on top of the fact that he wanted to bring life to dry bones was that he wanted to bring a life of freedom to people. Not just life, but a life of freedom. That's a big deal in the Bible, uh, that we live in freedom. Not just undoing the things of the past, the hurts or the chains, but also equipping us for the future. Why do we need to get healed? Because God wants to use us to partner with him to see his kingdom advance. Not just that we can have a whole bunch of healthy people running around. Well, as good as that is. There's more to it than that. When we first came here to pray in September of 2017, before we ever heard God say that we were to be part of what he was doing here, uh, I think it was Barb actually heard a word from the Lord as we were praying at, that offenses would be lifted off wounded hearts. Now, that's not something we, we want to see happen. I mean, we do want to see it happen, but it's not initiated with us. It's something the Holy Spirit's saying he wants to do. He wants to bring freedom. Freedom's a major thing in the Bible. And uh, what I want to do is kind of give you an introduction to the whole year, a life of freedom. Okay, I'm going to tell you why. We're going to deal with a whole lot of kingdom things over the next few months and a whole lot of opportunities, which I'll talk about later on. But it all comes under this heading that God wants us to walk in freedom. He actually has a heart 
for people being free. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Verse 13. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty, to freedom. You've been called to freedom. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. See, it's not just freedom for us to get free. It's freedom for us to be part of what God is doing to minister life to other people. You need to be free so you can minister freedom. If you're not free, what you minister is often bondage. If you're stuck in religion, what you minister is religious rather than freedom. I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry. John chapter 8, from verse 31. Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. And they said, we're Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? How many of you are sitting here thinking, I'm not in bondage. I've never been in bondage. How can you say you'll be made free? You'll find out in a little bit. Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Verse 43, but you do not understand my speech because you're not able to listen to my word. You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he's a liar and the father of lies. Are you seeing something? There's something about truth and deception. There's something about truth and freedom and deception and bondage. Still with me. Romans chapter 8. From verse... Or as soon as I find Romans 8. Christy's faster than I am, so you guys have it all before I do. Romans 8, 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. There's freedom that comes. Freedom is a major thing in the Bible. Free from what? Let me tell you, free from bondage, but the deception of the enemy. Free from the lies of the world. There's this very clear concept in the Bible of the kingdom of God as opposed to the ways of the world. The truth as opposed to the deception. 1 John 5, 19 says that the devil is the, uh, the whole world lies under the influence of the evil one. So the world and the beliefs of the world are not just neutral, they're actually demonically inspired to set against the kingdom of God. And for us to be free, we need to be transformed to understand the kingdom. 
I want to tell you, most of us need some transformation. See, the problem is that many of us believe things that aren't true kingdom-wise. We've been influenced by the beliefs of the world. The problem is nobody actually chooses to believe something that's not true. I know it's not true, but I'm going to believe it anyway, unless you're a politician. (laughs) And they do that all the time. I don't know how they do it, but some of them do. The problem is that we don't know the truth, and so what we believe is actually the world, and it puts us in bondage. And the problem is, if that's all we've ever been taught, if that's all we've ever seen, we believe that that's right. I was talking with someone this past week who'd been hurt under a hierarchical leadership church structure. But they've been taught all their life that that's the structure. And the problem is a hierarchical model that basically says I'm over somebody brings death. It brings hurt. And they kept moving from from different place to different place because they were hurt. But they were the same model because they didn't understand that that's not the kingdom model. That's the world's model. Matthew 20, Jesus says this, that the leaders of the world, the, the rulers of the Gentiles, lord it over and exercise authority over people. Not so amongst you. He says the kingdom is totally different than the world. The world says I have to control people somehow. The kingdom says we don't control people. Yet, yet we bring world concepts into the church and we talk about spiritual authority. You've got to be undercover. You've got to be submitted to authority. We use words like, don't touch God's anointed if you disagree with the leaders. But if you understand that the truth of the kingdom and the Bible, every one of us is God's anointed. We're to deal with everyone with dignity and honor. Not just leaders. But see, how do you control someone if you don't have any control? You've got to convince them that you do. We'll talk about that later on when we talk about the kingdom. But see, sometimes we're taught things, we're told we're not valuable or we're not loved. See, relationships in the world tend to be a win-lose concept. It tends to be for me to feel good, I've got to make you feel bad. The kingdom, it's love, and it says, when you do well, when you are loved, I do well. I'm not jealous because Johan preached better than I preached. (laughs) Or Kate, when she preached. I've heard from a number of people, the best preachers in the church, and I'm not one of them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. I'm not saying that so you'll come to me afterwards and say, okay, we like your preaching. You don't need to do that. Turn with me to to Romans 12. Romans 12, verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God, that you might see the kingdom, is virtually what it's saying. Don't be conformed to the world. It's setting up these two things in opposition, the world and the kingdom. 
the will of God. The world has certain values and we're saturated in that and most of us become affected by that and don't even realize it. And then 2 Corinthians chapter 3. I don't know why I'm turning it to it because you guys are already there. Verse 17 says, And now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Just as by the Spirit of the Lord. What is it saying? We're being transformed by the renewing of our mind to the image of Christ. We're being changed. Not inspired. Not thrilled. If you come to church to be thrilled and inspired, you're going to fall short. Not even challenged, but changed. Transformed to the image of Christ. That's a life of freedom. Freedom to be like Jesus. Not like the world. Freedom to see people like Jesus sees them, not like the world. Freedom to walk in kingdom values, not like the world. We're actually going to do a series, I'm going to start next week, on an unshakable kingdom. Everything else is shaking. The kingdom is unshakable. Why is the kingdom unshakable? You're not unshakable unless you're built on kingdom values. Unless Jesus is your king. Let me tell you, you are shakable, and there is shaking coming. That's my little teaser for next week. <laughs> thing we need to realize is that we position ourselves for growth. Johan shared that last week. If you were here, he did a great job. If you weren't here, listen to that. Uh, we position ourselves for growth. Let me ask you. Are you ready and embracing change in your life? Do you expect change is necessary? Or do you just want to be inspired every once in a while? Are you positioned for growth? Now, let me just throw a legal disclaimer here. We're not talking about church growth. Church growth is not our goal. Numbers of people are not our goal. Kingdom advancement is our goal. A kingdom of priests, an army of workers partnering with God is our goal. We're not talking about church growth. We're talking about a heart positioning that says, Holy Spirit, will you lead me into truth? Why? Because you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. It's the Holy Spirit who leads us into truth. So, having said that, I want to say this in preparation for this year, is that we provide opportunities for growth. Now, hear what I'm saying. We provide opportunities. We don't want to control or manipulate you. We're not trying to convince you to do something. We don't advertise what we're doing to try and sell you something you don't want to buy. We're not trying to convince you you need to, to be a part of something. We provide opportunities. If you don't want to be a part, that's up to you. Okay. 
have a friend uh, who died a few years ago. He was uh, a pastor. He was in his 80s, but he grew up in Texas. He said, there's a point where you go from preaching to meddling. Meddling is when you start stepping on people's toes. Inspiration is good. Change is meddling. So we don't make decisions for you. We provide opportunities. I want you to understand my heart. We're not trying to convince you that you have to do certain things. We're not trying to control you. That's exactly the opposite of what freedom is. But we provide opportunities. We don't advertise as a church. Someone told me you should. I went, yeah, we wouldn't have enough place for people if we did. I want to give you some opportunities for the coming year, and I want you to, to see them as just that. I'm trying to give an overview for the year. It's something that I believe the Holy Spirit is saying about us coming into a place of freedom. And so we're going to provide a number of opportunities for you in this coming year. I want you to be aware. I want you to, to know in advance so you can get them on your calendar so you don't miss out. You say, oh, I wish I had known that six months ago. Well, I'm telling you now so that you'll know. Ten things I'm going to give you that are opportunities for you. One is that we do connect groups. It's an opportunity to connect. Imagine that. Opportunity for community. During uh, January, those take a break. All of our uh, connect groups, all of our classes, everything takes a break, and we start up again in February. So uh, our connect groups will begin again in February, and you'll hear more about this to come. But when you hear about it as an, uh, as an announcement, it's not that we're trying to convince you of something. It's just we're trying to make you aware. Okay, are you with me? Is you still, are we still friends? I haven't meddled too much. One of the things that Jesus said is my house will be called the house of prayer for all nations. So we have a corporate prayer time where we pray together. Uh, we do that at this point once a month. Uh, we're looking at possibly adding some other times because not everyone can be at that one. But it's actually part of us being the church. It's part of being transformed to be like Jesus. We want to be like Jesus, right? Oh, but don't ask me to do something. I'm not asking you to do something. I'm providing you with an opportunity. <laughs> we do a class called uh, Activate. Johan and Fiona lead it. It will begin uh, February 3rd. It'll run through April 7th. Uh, it's an opportunity to become uh, more, more skilled in moving in the manifestations of the Spirit. Okay? It's an opportunity. We did it uh, the last quarter of last year, and uh, it was really, really good. We're going to do a class called Growing in the Prophetic with Lance and Christina Lee. It'll be February 8th to, to April 5th. Growing in the Prophetic, a little bit deeper in the, the prophetic realm. Again, opportunity. They have very limited space in that by the way, because it's going to meet in their home. So if you want to be part of that, you need to talk to them right away. That wasn't advertising that. That was just information so you don't miss out. They'll do it again if you don't make it in the, the first group. Uh, eventually later on, we're going to do something on freedom. 
saved, healed, and delivered. It's actually how to minister freedom to people. Uh, that one's still in the works. We're going to do a body-soul outreach for the Body-Soul Festival here the uh, end of April, April 27th and 28th, uh, where there's going to be ministry teams where we're actually looking to minister to people in the supernatural, but also prayer. You might feel like, well, I don't feel like I can actually feel comfortable in praying and prophesying over people, but you can pray. So we're going to have some, some opportunities for people to gather together to pray. We have a equip New Covenant Ministries International that we partner with has an equip in Melbourne in February for the whole nation uh, 20th to the 22nd many of you have already registered for that but that's an opportunity if you'd like to join us uh, you have to actually if you want to you need to register pretty quickly because they're uh, they have a very limited number NCMI has a the facility we're using this year has a definite hard number that we can't exceed, and they're getting there very quickly. We also do Ephesians 4 team gifting input into the church. And we'll do three of those this coming year, March 1 to 3 with Steve and Terry Barr, uh, who were here our very second Sunday that we met in February. Uh, they're part of the NCMI, New Covenant Ministries International team. Uh, also, in sometime in June or July, we haven't worked the date out exactly, uh, Matt and Elodie, who were here last year, will be here again. And then in October, Tyron Daniel, who actually leads the NCMI team around the world, will be here with us. Again, we don't have the fixed date. Uh, he probably knows the date, and I'll find out from him in the next week or two. Uh, I just have to know whether there's a, an equipped like we do in Australia, we do in 36 nations. There's one in New Zealand uh, in October, and he's either coming directly before that or directly after that, and I don't know which one yet. You still with me? Yeah. We do a time where you can find out about us as a church. We call it Added to the Church. We're going to do that again January 27th. It's at Mary and My House. We want you to come and see us, see where we live. Uh, because we, we have a different way of doing things. Bottom line is that why is it important to be out of the church? Because we need to move from being served to serving. Jesus said he didn't come to be served, but to serve. So if we're going to be like Jesus, see, it's easy to, to come to church and be served. You know, somebody set the chairs out today. Somebody did all the hospitality stuff and set out the coffee. It's easy to say, hey, well, I really like this. Easy to come and be served. But maturity is going beyond being served to serving. Now, can I say this and understand my heart? If you're looking for a church where you're going to be served, there are other churches that do that a whole lot better than we do. Because we're going to actually expect you to be a part. If you have kids, we're going to expect you to be part of the children's ministry. Okay, you're definitely gone past... Uh, Gone into meddling. <laughs> and the last thing I, I want to make you aware of this morning is that uh, Michael and Margaret Green are going to be part of planning, leading a church plant in Beaconsfield this year. They're going to launch March 10th, and uh, we're going to do everything we can to help them uh, as a church. We're going to send teams up there on a regular basis. Uh, we're going to pray for them. And I would encourage you to start praying now. 
If you feel like God's directing you to be part of that, we're thrilled with that. Uh, if you live in that area, it might be closer for you. I don't know where y'all live, and so I'm not telling you what to do. Uh, we're, not, we, we're not controlling you. We're providing opportunities. And there's an opportunity for the kingdom to be advanced. It's not a Redemption Hills church. We don't believe in mother-daughter churches. We don't believe in sites because we don't see that in the Bible. What we believe is in planting churches, and they're going to plant a church. It's going to be beacon light church in Beaconsfield. They've had something on their heart for quite a while, and uh, we're, we're with them because it's an advancing of the kingdom. Okay? It's not advancing our name. That's not what we're about. It's about advancing the kingdom. It's advancing Jesus. Can I just say this? Our church is not the solution to the hurts you might have received in the past. If you've come saying, I've been hurt at other churches, I want to check this one out, you're going to be hurt here. Because we're not the solution Jesus is. Okay, we're actually trying to build biblically, but Jesus is the one who heals. Offenses being lifted off of hearts. He wants us to be free so that we can be part of what he's doing. What is he doing? He's raising up a kingdom, all of us, of ministers who can have an impact, partnering with him to change the world. Do you want to change the world? How many young people, their goal is, I want to change the world. And then something happens and they just give that up. I want to tell you, I've never given up. I'm part of changing the world. Changing one person's life changes their world. Planning one church changes a community. We get to be part of that, and you get to be part of that. You get to be part of what God's doing. I'm going to ask you if you'd bow your head. This is kind of an overview. We're going to talk in the next few weeks about building the kingdom, advancing the kingdom. But God's desire is freedom. There's going to be a lot of things this year that will have that as an overarching goal to bring people into freedom. To heal hurts, to lift offenses, to transform the way we think, to lead us into truth. But most of all, that would come to freedom. And I want to just give you a chance this morning before we're dismissed and we have coffee and tea and enjoy fellowship with one another. And that if there's something the Holy Spirit's speaking to you, you just take a moment and respond. I found that the Holy Spirit is amazing. He can do so much more. He speaks to people things I've never said. 
which is really, really good because he's not limited to what's preached or what prophetic word is spoken. There was a word last week about freedom, about planting roots, but also about it's a new day and a new season. And if God's speaking something into you, we just want to, before we get busy with the day, we just want to give you a chance. Say, Holy Spirit, would you lead me in truth? See, too often, we don't know that what we believe isn't true. So we have to say, Holy Spirit, I'm open for you to bring revelation. Show me in the word. As a church, we want to be fully word and fully spirit. Like two wings of an airplane, you can't fly with only one. You can't fly with the word without the spirit, and you can't fly with the spirit without the word. We need both. But if you just say in your heart, Holy Spirit, this year, would you transform me? And make me more like Jesus. At the end of the year, I want to be able to say I'm more like Jesus. At the end of the year, I want to say, be able to say, I understand truth more and I've been set free. At the end of the year, I want to be able to say I'm better able to bring freedom and life to other people. At the end of the year, I want to be able to say I'm more equipped to partner with the Holy Spirit for what he's doing. Not watch someone else do it. One of my friends said that his goal for this year is to personally lead people to Jesus. He said he hadn't done that for a little while. He used to quite a bit. I want to tell you, it's not someone else's job, but it's our privilege. That's changing the world. Holy Spirit, thank you that you bring life. The spirit of liberty sets us free. And we say, Holy Spirit, we welcome you, we embrace you. We say, bring revelation to every single one of us. Transform us this year that we'd be like Jesus. Lord, show us what opportunities you want us to participate in. In Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you stand with me, if you would? We're going to be just dismissed this now. I only get you to stand so you don't fall asleep while I'm talking. <laughs> I've learned that if I let you stay with your head bowed too long. <laughs> That's why we say when people come in. You notice we have coffee and tea in the back when you come in. If you come early, you can have coffee. We often say to people, coffee's recommended. <laughs> we know the guy who's preaching. <laughs> it's not Johan, so we need help. <laughs> if you need prayer, whether it's for healing or for agreement with something that God's doing in you. There'd be some folks here in the front who'd love to pray with you. Otherwise, enjoy some coffee and fellowship. We're actually uh, doing some park things during this month since we don't have connect groups, and I think we're at the gorge today in a little while, and so you're welcome to come and join us. If you don't have lunch, grab something or eat part of what my wife's prepared because she always makes a whole lot. She must think that I need to gain weight or something. She always feeds me a lot. Uh, but if you need prayer, there'd be people love to pray with you. But let's just set our hearts. Okay, God, this year, 
we're not only going to bring life into dry bones, but we're going to bring freedom to captives. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Pour your anointing upon us as we go to partner with you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. Enjoy some fellowship. And uh, some folks would love to pray with you if you need some prayer.